Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. And we're here to talk about a new movie. It was made in 2018, but just released, uh, uh, you know, streaming mm-hmm. like a month or two ago. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, always, never, or never, is it ever? Sometimes, never? Always? Sometimes, always, never. Sometimes, <laughs> yes, yeah, sometimes, always, never, uh, which uh, Ashley's going to tell us about. Somet- sometimes, always, never stars uh, Bill Nye, and he is a Scrabble enthusiast. And he has two sons, one of whom is missing and has been missing for many years. He, he stormed out after a game of Scrabble and hasn't been seen since. And he's, also, he's estranged from his younger son. Um, but as the movie opens, they're having to come together um, to go. And uh, there's a body that's been found, so they need to identify this body as maybe it's, maybe it's the missing son. Um, so that brings them back together, and the story kind of unfolds from there. What did you think of it? Uh, this movie's uh, okay. It uh, is carried a lot, I think, by Bill Nye, who's, who's hardly ever turns in a bad performance. Yeah. Um, there's things I didn't like about this movie, but things that I did. Um, it, there's, it had a few parts in it where I almost got mildly emotional. You know, It kind of touched me, moved me. Um, but there's other parts that I had just... My eyes were rolling into the back of, their, in the back of my head because... Uh, it's directed by Carl Hunter, and it, um, I guess to put it kindly, maybe, <laughs> pays homage to Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way that it was directed this way and it wasn't intentional. Yeah. Um, from like set designs, um, the way you know scenes were framed and photographed, uh, you know, with the you know, cinematography and um, the way the characters talk sometimes. And you know, I'm thinking particularly of scenes where. You know, Bill Nye and Sam Riley, who plays his uh, son, were driving along in a car, and it just had, you know, like the, <laughs> the Wes Anderson look and feel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, Wes Anderson does that well. I don't think other people need to do that, uh, <laughs> per se. Um, so that kind of bugged me. Um, on the other hand, this has good actresses and actresses in it. Um, Jenny Agutter and Tim McInerney um, play a, a married couple who... Um, the the pretext of their situation is, is, is I found intriguing. Um, maybe not how things unfolded with their characters later on, and we won't say anything more about that for spoilers. <laughs> but um, I didn't like how that worked out at all. Um, how they handled the missing son, um, I liked how they handled that, um, and yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um particularly about the, the obvious influence of, of Wes Anderson here. Um, it has that stylized, fake look that Wes Anderson does well. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of scenes where you're looking in... It feels like you're looking into, like, a dollhouse where everything has been particularly ranged, and it just looks... It looks fake, um, but purposefully done. And... Uh, so there's a lot of scenes like that that remind you of Wes Anderson. At the same time, the tone of this movie is very different than your typical Wes Anderson movie in that it's very melancholy. Um, it, it, it also tries to be humorous at times, so it's always trying to balance the humor and, and the melancholy. And I think in, in, for the most part, um, it does a really good job at that. And I think that... Um, that's owed a lot to Bill Nighy and his performance. Um, it's a very, very subtle performance, but it is very moving. And 
I think this is a movie where there's not a lot of plot. There's not a lot that really happens. Um, it's kind of a it kind of becomes a portrait of this this family and the kind of interesting characters that that make it up. Uh, but you know, for what it is, I thought it was really good. And it, you know, there's maybe there's not a lot of plot, but there is kind of an emotional arc to some of the relationships and some of the the characters. Um, so I thought you know I thought overall that it was an enjoyable enjoyable watch. Yeah. Something I was thinking about while watching it, um, as, you, as, as we've talked about after we saw it, um, I, I, was, I had trouble staying engaged with it, mm. um, which, you know, I will argue with my last breath that seeing a movie at a theater is a better overall experience, at least as far as focusing on the film mm-hmm. than watching it at home. Yeah. Um, for many reasons. But... Um, there's there's long been before COVID came along in, anyway, there was long been this talk about, you know, and I'm not saying I agree or disagree with this, but you know there was like maybe I, you know your smaller films, your more independent art house movies types, maybe they would just fare better just being released like you know streaming video mm-hmm. on demand that kind of thing. <laughs> maybe they're just not built for theaters because you know that's kind of become this mindset is well, theaters are for like big action movies where things get blowed up real good, you know. Um, like I said, I'm not saying I agree or disagree with that, but uh, one thing I will note is um, a movie like this that is quiet mm-hmm. and, you know, you have to focus on, to, I think, to, to soak in all the way. I don't know if viewing it at home is the best experience, you know. You know, I'm not someone with ADD or anything like that, but... You know, I got my phone right next to me, mm-hmm. and you know, we got cats, and you know, sometimes <laughs> they want attention. And mm-hmm. you know, we don't even have kids, right? But kids add a whole another layer to things. Or right. sometimes people are at home, they're doing laundry, right? right. Or <laughs> someone calls or texts, and so you know, there are distractions when you're watching a movie at home that you you don't have or you're not supposed to have at a theater. Yeah. And for, particularly for a quiet movie that is not going to grab your attention every 30 seconds with an explosion, yeah. um, it's a more, I find it anyway, a little more difficult to watch or, or take in uh, this. So um, mm. I think if I had seen this at the theater, I might like it better. I don't know if that's even sensible to say. No, I think it's totally sensible to say. I, I, I get your point. Um, I think I, I don't know, maybe I'm a I don't want to say I'm, I'm better at it, but I, 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 I kind of make a point to, you know, put things away like my phone and stuff like that and just focus on, on the movie. But even, even in this one, I found myself picking it up. And, and a lot of times it's just because I want to know who's that actor? Have I seen that actor in something? And your phone is so readily available that you mm-hmm. pick it up and the next thing you know, you've missed a scene. Um, so yeah, that's just, it's a problem of watching things at home, I think. Um, mm. I don't know. For for me though, I it kept me suitably engaged, and I was intrigued by the characters. And um, also, I, I mean, I don't consider myself a big Scrabble player, but I found oh, there's a lot of dialogue centered around Scrabble, and I thought that was pretty pretty interesting. Um, and yeah, the 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 emotional payoff at the end of the movie I thought was was deserved and really good. So yeah, I I, I kind of like this movie. Oh, and you mentioned Jenny Agutter. Um, I, I love her from Call the Midwife. It was great to see her in something else, and so yeah, I enjoyed that as well. Cool. What do you give it out of ten? 
I will give this movie a 7.5. Cool. And I give it a 6. So our score is a 6.8. And it is on the tomato meter. It has a critic rating, a certified fresh 83%. And there is no audience score. All right. Well, I think you should check it out. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you.